Bandwidth for Erotic Awakening is provided by no one. But it could be you. For as little as a $10 donation, you can help Dan and Don with the minimal cost it takes to pay our podcast data hosting fees and reach our very awesome audience. Contact Dan and Don at eroticawakening.com for more info. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. So here we are doing another mobile recording studio podcast, i.e. hotel room with a laptop. <laughs> I love this, and we're actually in a really awesome spot in St. Louis. So yep. we decided to get here a little bit early and uh, wow, did the whole downtown Priceline thing and got a kick-ass room with the view of the arch. We are currently in St. Louis and we are in a, um, a three-plus star hotel overlooking the famed St. Louis arch mm-hmm. and uh, we did it really cheap. So hats off to you, William Shatner and your Priceline... Um, Priceline negotiator. <laughs> exactly. <Wow. laughs> So on um, today's podcast, we are going to be doing, uh, this is a show that was generated from a user co- or a, a listener's comments on uh, the FetLife group, and uh, she suggested that we talk about the typical stages of a master-slave or a power exchange relationship. And we started to do that on the last episode, and we realized, wow, that is actually a really big topic. And we're going to do a, this is the first of a three or four part series of mm-hmm. podcasts that uh, we'll talk about the typical stages of uh, power exchange relationships, stages and issues, right. uh, said. Right, though I do want to throw a little disclaimer out there, and, and like I usually do with our workshops, and that this is our experience, and it comes from the experience of others that are close to us. So not our relationships are going to follow this pattern, but it does seem to be pretty normal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and um, um, it should be pretty interesting for us to reflect on the stages of our personal relationship as mm-hmm. well. So we'll get to that in just a moment, and uh, that'll be the next couple of episodes out of Dan and Dawn. Uh, But I do want to mention this Monday is the one-year anniversary of Lee Harrington's podcast that Lee has been hosting his podcast. And it stuns me that it's been a year already. I know, I know. So, but great stuff. Absolutely. enjoying them. And and it's really neat to listen to how Lee's podcast has changed over the years, Mm -hmm. or over the year. As uh, as ours has as well. We recently ran into someone who uh, said they're going back to the beginning and listening. And it's funny to reflect how ours has probably changed throughout the year. Mm-hmm. So, I agree. So, there's that. There's that. No question of the day today. Uh, we will, of course, mention that if you want to get a hold of us, there's a variety of ways to do so. Such as Dan and Don at eroticawakening.com. Ooh, the voicemail. We're doing this without the notes. I know. Okay, no so notes. let's see. The voicemail is 206 
In another variety of ways. <laughs> another variety. See what happens when you don't have notes. I know. Um, what else we got before we get into this question? I mean, here we are. We're sitting here half naked in our hotel room, getting ready to go okay, to. Okay, wait. I can fix that. All naked. Oh, okay. Very good. <laughs> so we are uh, a couple hours from starting at Thanksgiving. Yep. The event here in St. Louis that we were invited down to present at. Mm-hmm. So we'll check out of this hotel downtown and head out to the event hotel and festivities get started. Well, check in is this afternoon, and yeah. they get started this evening. Yep, so. just a couple hours before we get started on that. By the mm-hmm. time you listen to this podcast, we may well have already done our first of a couple presentations that we're doing here today. Well, hopefully, we'll get the podcast out earlier than that. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, always, always great event, and uh, great people running this one, uh, Jason and Faye and Regina and all the rest of the crew. Mm-hmm. Um Make you feel very welcome, very, very much at home. Absolutely. So, uh, if you've not been to uh, Thanksgiving or Beat Me in St. Louis, we certainly recommend it. And um, it's just, uh, I tell you, there's some, some events that really do a great job of making you feel at home when you get here. Mm-hmm. So if you're new to, the, uh, new to the idea of going to a big event, this is definitely one that we'd recommend. Absolutely. So, And this is the first time we've been to this event in our new place. Yes. So that'll be interesting, too, to see how they've, they've modified for a different sort of hotel. It's all, we're always big fans of when somebody can, takes an event and they just take over the entire hotel yes. that they have here. Yes. So that will be fun. Do you have any other opening banter or such that you want to talk about? Um, no, just looking forward to Thanksgiving and I don't know. Thanksgiving is coming up, so I hope everybody <laughs> enjoys their time with their chosen family. Are we going to have a podcast between now and Thanksgiving? I don't think so because Lee is on Monday mm-hmm. and then our next scheduled one would be Thanksgiving Day. So, And your work schedule gets a little wonky then, so yes, we'll does. see what happens. <laughs> We will indeed. So uh, from the whole pod- Erotic Awakening podcast crew, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Enough of that banter stuff. Let's get into the topic of the day. Uh, as we mentioned, our topic today is the uh, we're going to go through the typical stages of a power exchange relationship and some of the issues related mm-hmm. to those stages. Yes. Today's episode is part one, when fantasy comes to life. Ooh. So, um, so, and, and so how do you, you come across... This as a power, the idea of a power exchange relationship. Um, obviously, most people come across it with the idea that it is a fantasy. Mm-hmm. It is either something from they've picked up from reading the marketplace by Laura Antonu, which I'm currently reading. Finally, I need to reread it because my my mentoree is reading it as well. Yes, you need. So to that keep would up. be nice <laughs> for me to keep up with both of you. <laughs> One of the great things about having mentorees uh-huh. is that when they're getting their shit together, you got yeah. you're reminded. I keep my shit together too. Um, so maybe you read Marketplace or the story of O, uh, or the, saw the not so bad French movie version of story of O, Oh yeah, which we happen yeah. to see at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you come across the idea of a power exchange relationship? You know what? Yeah. I was just sitting here thinking about that because if somebody asked me, you know, how I came across kink, I'm not really sure. Um, except... I do remember reading a couple of things way back in my early 20s. I remember. I happen to know how you came across the idea that the power exchange relationship could be more than just a fantasy. Yeah? Yes. You were at an event. uh, It was more of a bar than anything (gasps) else. Oh, that's right. That's right, though. So, And that is where I, I figured out, 
Um, oh, I'll tell that in just a little bit. And But the, the other one was looking at the kinky pictures that I found kinky and hot mm -hmm. was a little confusing to me because, of course, the one where she's tied in the upside-down uh, coffee table and she's tied spread-eagled and, you know, it's all kinky and naughty and it really turned me on. Right. But there was no sex. She was just tied there. Uh-huh. And... For me, I couldn't understand what I found so naughty about that. And um, we would go through pictures and, you know, of course, there would be like the double penetration, which I find hot. But then there would be one girl pulling the hair of another girl, mm -hmm. you know, and pulling her so that her neck was stretched. And I found that even hotter, you know. So I really had to go inside and figure that out. And I figured out it was someone taking control of someone else. Mm -hmm. And then, so that started percolating in my head for a while. But you're right, I got invited to this. I had met someone online, and it was another female. And we were just chit-chatting. This is back in the days of IRC. Mm. And we were just chit-chatting back and forth. And I was telling her I really wanted to see this in person. I really wanted to, to meet people in person, you know, that I didn't want to just read the stories. I wanted to see people that were actually doing this. So she invited me to a wedding, a wedding shower mm -hmm. for a lifestyle couple. And for their wedding shower, they were also having a little demo station set up. Well, I'd never been spanked before. I'd never been anything like that. So I took the ex-husband with me to go check out the demo stations. And during that time, I spotted the couple that was getting married. And they were all in their leathers. She was in her collar and her leash and was kneeling at his feet. And just the way that they were looking at each other, there was love, there was pride. There was, she felt so comfortable just being on her knees at his feet. And I could tell that he would protect her over anything, mm -hmm. you know, and it was just that, that, that property ownership. So just, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw that it could be reality mm -hmm. that people were attempting to turn this into reality. And, you know, I think for myself, uh, I, I, I'm common in that a lot of people started as a, as a kink, mm -hmm. the power exchange dynamic. And that's, you know, in our, um, and that's really kind of the divergence of the two books that we've written. The second book, Sex Story and Power Exchange, is about the kink of power exchange. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> and that's certainly how I started with the idea that I could, you know, that as the whole grabbing of hair and giving orders to suck my cock mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff mm -hmm. as a as a bedroom activity. Mm -hmm. And uh, did not really occur to me that it could exist outside the bedroom. And it wasn't until that uh, really uh, the relationship I had with you where we started to blend it where the bedroom uh, door opened and that relationship continued. And a lot of it was erotic stuff. But as we began to explore that there could be more to it than just um, naughty related activities. Right. So the, the naughty stuff is really, really awesome. I mean, you know, I definitely still love the 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 bedroom naughty stuff and and that just kind of gets down to the nitty gritty of the power exchange as well mm -hmm. so but yeah bringing it into the the everyday life yeah yeah, yeah and that that's really what our what our uh, multi part series is about it's more yeah. about the bringing it to your daily everyday life right the um, so how you oh listener found out that it was real 
that it could be more than just a fantasy, maybe via FetLife or some local groups perhaps, or seeing a demo like Dawn saw, or mm-hmm. you somehow randomly found Collar Me. Um, Maybe they first heard about it through the podcast. Could well be. At this be. point. We Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, and then we have heard that because our podcast often delves into topics that have nothing to do with power exchange, you know, uh, exhibitionism or how to suck mm. cock or tantra, you know, that mm. somebody say, oh, let me subscribe because I love tantra and they may find out about it that way. Right. And that's great. And then how you find that first relationship that helps you seal the idea that it's not just a fantasy and, and of course we're not so we've decided we're not going to focus a whole lot on how to find that relationship in this series of podcasts simply because that is its own deal it is, that is and that's something I'm sure uh, hopefully people are going to respond by saying well that's what I need to do I need mm-hmm. to know how to find that relationship or maybe it's not my first relationship maybe I've lucked into one already but now I need to, for whatever reason there's a, right. I need a new one um, so that's just kind of a separate little mm-hmm. sidebar yep we're, so we're assuming you have found out that the you have found that relationship, and we're starting from there. And of course, you know one of the things we talk about that you hear a lot about is that that pink cloud. That, oh, absolutely. Uh, and pink clouds a term uh, NRE or new relationship energy is one that you hear a lot about as well. And that is just the simple feeling. Of all is right with the world. Mm-hmm. I have found a lot of people say I have found my soulmate. I have found the one. I have found not the other person that completes me as a whole. The other person that understands me that that um, you know allows my authentic self to come out and all that kind of stuff. And all that's beautiful stuff mm-hmm. and very real. You know, I, I, I you know people can debate about oh I don't believe in soulmates and I don't believe in this and that but the feeling is very right real. the feeling of new relationship energy the feeling of pink cloud uh, the feeling of and for you and I I think it's very true we've very much felt this sense of I've been moving through life and something's been off kilter yes so 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 that leads me to a question for you Dawn uh oh which is it possible and I, if this is too much off topic you can bring me back in but is it possible was it possible for you to be a slave without having a master oh that's a question that gets debated a lot and and my thought on this anymore is is i know i have experienced having a slave heart i know i have a slave heart so yes i can be a slave even without a master the problem comes into it is when you start separating slave heart from slave as a role Mm -hmm. you know i know i have a slave heart how do i fulfill that slave heart if i don't have a master right so that's that's where it gets a little difficult because many people will say no you cannot be a slave if you do not have a master because you do not have your your opposite in the situation where you can be slave but like i said i i at this point have experienced slave heart and no Mm-hmm. That's who I truly am. So it'd be like, well, I don't know. I can't even think of an example. It, it would, it would be like, can you be a girl if all the boys were gotten rid of? Yeah, I'm still a girl. Eh, not a good, not no, a good but, analogy. But, but could you be? Could you be? Um, well, that that's kind of interesting. Could you be heterosexual if there was no males around? Well, of course you could. Yeah. It's still. So, so I don't, you're right. Heart, I don't, know, yeah, that so I don't know if that's a good analogy, but, but, but so for, trying to explain it's hard. I mean, for the, the, in general, I would say, you know, 
whenever I hear somebody say, oh, I am, ma I am master so-and-so who owns no property or owns no slaves, or then there's a difference between, there are certain skills that you learn as a master when you own a slave, when yes. you have property. When you have to deal with uh, not only naked slave girl waiting for you to come home with a hot cup of coffee, but also broken leg slave girl. Right. Or arguing with mother slave girl or <laughs> PMS slave girl, right? So those are all skills that you have to that quantify to me what a master is. Now, to bring it back to this podcast or the topic of this podcast, uh, it's all good and fine to fantasize and wonder and think about what it's going to feel like when you find that power exchange relationship. <laughs> but once you're in it is the only way to, to, to get what the feeling is. You know, it's like I can tell you all day long what a Coke's going to taste like. Mm -hmm. But until you try it, it's not going to click for you. I can tell you all day long what an orgasm feels like, but until you have one. You know, it doesn't really click for you. Right, right. So, you know, so just a few little tidbits. If, if um, for me, if someone calls themselves a master but has not mastered a slave yet, mm -hmm. I don't know that I take that so seriously to begin with. Because to me, mastering is about mastering another person. And until you're able to do that, you're still in fantasy. Yeah, because right? like you're saying, sure, you haven't sure. dealt with the real role of being a master. So, you know, and or a slave. And one way to tell is when people are saying should. A slave should do this. A master should do that, you know, because they're not talking from experience. Right. They're talking from what they've read somewhere or what someone's told them how things should be or how the fantasy is in their head. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when someone tells me, well, you should should be on your knees, you know, when your master walks in the door every single day. A slave should do this. A right. slave should do that. To me, that's fantasy. I'm not able to be on my knees every day. You don't want me on my knees every day. It kind of takes the specialness out of it when I do show up on my knees mm -hmm. or when you've commanded me to do that. Or <laughs> You are too you busy know. to spend much time on your knees. Yes, that's true. So. Now, but, and the reality is, and, and the reason I like that particular suggestion or that, that thingy is <laughs> that the idea that if a master says, you know, well, a slave should be on their knees every day, you know, blah, blah, blah. Great. Tell me how to make that happen. How did you make that happen? Right. How do you deal with the logistics of it? How do you deal with the fact that you, do you come home every day at the same time? Does your slave actually have good knees because she's, you know, or he is so-and-so age? Mm -hmm. Do you have to set up a certain type of floor? Because our entryway is um, a linoleum, right? right. Um, do you ever worry that you might come home with someone else one day? You know, I, that's great. We've heard of those stories. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, and that's where that reality, and, you know, and I think... This is part of that new relationship, part of that phase one, um, is you're learning about each other. The myths are dispelled, mm -hmm. you know. Well, hell, after us being together for years, I had a friend and this blew my mind because she was a friend of mine. I had talked about this relationship and things <laughs> like that. And years into our relationship, she asked me, so what do the kids think when they see you chained to the recliner every right, day? right. And it blew my mind. I'm like, I'm not chained to anything in front of my kids, for one. 
you know, my kids will see me get your coffee and stuff and, and, and things like that, but they don't see me chained to anything. And for two, how in the hell am I cleaning house if I'm chained to the recliner? How am I taking care of you if I'm chained to the recliner? Mm-hmm. You know, so myths are still out there when it comes to, to living MS every day. Yeah, so I, I think that the key points of our um, the fantasy comes to life. This part one is first off that wonderful new relationship energy, that energy that oh, we've been talking about, and it's wonderful. And, and, <laughs> and sitting in that and enjoying that, and mm-hmm. you know, and I, it always annoys me when people say, "Oh, you'll get over that new relationship energy soon." Well, enjoy it while it lasts. Absolutely. And also, it's that part where you're starting to dispel some myths, and um, and that's great. You know, you're all over the internet asking questions and. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you'll, maybe you find, maybe there are local groups that you, you start showing up at the local groups and you can see how other people do it. Yeah. Watch how other people live it. So, I mean, there, there's online groups that can be great for information, but, you know, also take some of that stuff with a grain of salt. I mean, I was just pointing a mentory towards a group yesterday and she was asking me some questions and, and things like that. But, uh... Some stuff is okay, <laughs> and some stuff's not. So listen to what speaks to your heart. Watch out for those shoulds. Yeah. And, you know, you're in this part where you're learning about each other, and there's the aspect of it's not just a power exchange relationship, but it is also a relationship of relationships. Mm-hmm. So you're just you're learning about each other. and um, You know, well, and sometimes in that pink cloud, little things that – could be annoying to you about the other person isn't right. Absolutely. You know, you kind of overlook that and, and you know, it's like, Oh, he always chooses toenails in the morning or something like that. <laughs> you know, maybe that's just a masterly thing I'm right. okay, or submissive thing or whatever, you know, you know, I'm okay with that. And, and, uh, you know, and, and then, then it starts to get a little, you know, <laughs> you start when things start to shift, it can become a little annoying. So, yeah, yeah you do get to, to learn about each other. And Now, the, for, the, for this, and, you know, the, the, in part two of this, we're going to get into a lot of the meat of dealing with the reality of the relationship and the logistics and reconciling vanilla versus DS relationships. But um, for this beginning part, a lot of it's just good news. It's mm-hmm. an NRE. It's dispelling myths. It's finding out that it really can happen. Uh, homecoming is a word that I like oh, to use. Oh, absolutely. To, to realize that, you know, this really is something that people really live and can do. Mm-hmm. There are issues, though, associated with this first phase. And I know one of the big ones is, you know, this whole idea that um, there's a lot of society that would teach you that what you're actually doing is because you are a sick puppy right. or you're broken in some way, that there is uh. a psychological issue with you that no, and you actually, as we've mentioned on the podcast before, you've had people try and do an intervention oh, so absolutely. that you would become your a true female. That's okay. We, we converted her. Yes, so, we <laughs> I mean, yeah, so we converted her, but I was just going to say, if you're a, a male submissive or a male slave, there's additional issues of having to deal with being emasculated and saying, mm-hmm. geez, you know, I've always been taught my role in a relationship is to be the powerful provider. And now I'm, I found that my heart says, no, no, you should be the groveling, kneeling slave. Mm-hmm. And, and 
you know, a lot of it is the, the battle of what society's taught you over years and years and, and saying, am I sick? Am I, is there something wrong with me? Is this, are healthy people really doing this kind of thing? Exactly. So and for, for me and in our situation, I know that um, not only did I go through some, some interventions, so, but, uh, you know, I was able to explain myself in such a way that they went, oh, I get that. But um, I also went through a, a period of time where I doubted myself and questioned myself mm-hmm. and, you know, wanting to be a slave because uh, for two different reasons. One is um, I come from a background with a lot of baggage. I went through, you know, childhood sexual abuse and physical abuse and emotional abuse, right? You know, and and survived that. And and I've I've had my therapy and I've had my you know my my strength of of walking a healing path and things like that. So I absolutely started asking around, you know, how many survivors are there? Is this, is this common that all of us survivors drift towards the kink world and the power exchange? And, you know, am I trying to relive my past and things like that? And I'm glad I did all that research because I got very comfortable with the fact that um, in, in reality that it probably there is there there can be a correlation for some people. There was not a correlation for me. I was finding just as many survivors in the vanilla world as the kink world, and just as many non-survivors in the kink world as the vanilla world. So I got very comfortable with that. But I had to go through that phase. The other part is that I'm actually a very strong individual. Mm-hmm. You know, I do have control issues. I'm a slave that has control issues. I like to be in charge of things sometimes. I started Cub Scout packs and dens and spiritual groups and, you know, and, and ran this stuff and, you know, ran for uh big positions when I was in high school. You know, I was an international president of a group and, you know, a state president of another group. And so to... To flip that to where I'm slave, had to go through that, mm-hmm. that whole process. So how did you do that? I became very comfortable with who I was and what I was doing. Um, like I said, I, I did the research. I talked to people. I talked to other strong slaves. You know, I, I became very comfortable with how right this felt. Yeah, I, you know, the, for me, the the solution the the of dealing with this issue, there's two aspects of it. One of it is what you just said, which is listen to your gut, basically. Or mm-hmm. the, there's a Buddhist concept of right intention, mm-hmm. right feeling, and listening. You know, but really, it's a matter of of for us, it's a matter of letting the brain get quiet and feeling that this does feel right. It feels mm-hmm. authentic. It feels like. Um, the place that I'm supposed to be, it feels ethical. You know, it doesn't feel broken. Right. So the, and it's really, it's, you know, it's kind of, I almost want to use the word faith that, you know, allow what you're feeling, you know, fake it till you make it. Sometimes is what you have to do when your brain gets really loud with the chatter of, well, I saw that episode of CSI where dominatrixes <laughs> are always killing people or something. <laughs> I've never seen an episode of CSI, so I don't know if they do that, but I know there's a dominatrix in one. But of that right of allowing yourself to relax and understand, feel what you feel and feel that it feels right and go with that feeling, much like um, 
you know, other, uh, you know, I almost tempted to say much like when I found my religion of choice, mm-hmm. my brain, you know, a lot of people had good logical arguments why it was a bad choice for religion. But in my heart, I said, this feels like home. This feels like what I'm supposed to be doing. And, and just do it for a while, you know, uh, allow yourself to just experience it for a while and say, it's okay if I just experience it for a while. I give myself permission to experience it and we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that aspect. And the other aspect that we did that helped us accept that it was a legitimate lifestyle choice. Uh, and, and actually the person who asked this question said, well, this is not the path that I'm going on, but it, it's the path that we took. So I'm going right. to bring it up. We tried to find other people like us mm-hmm. that were living a power exchange relationship. And as we found those people, um, we found that there weren't any lo- – now, we, we found there weren't any local groups that supported power exchange relationships, so we just created one. We got together with a couple other couples and said, you know, we're, it's great that we found each other. Who else is out there? And we created a power exchange group to support ourselves, mm-hmm. and, and it helped other people find their way as well. So, you know, for me, I'm a big fan of if you want to feel normal, be around other people that view the world the way you view the world. And if you want to, uh, to do that, to find other, and not necessarily, now kink groups could be a start because a lot of them bleed over, but find a power exchange group. Uh, there's a lot of them out there. There's power exchange events. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it just helps to be, for me to feel normal when I'm around other people that see things the same way I do. And there's a, a lot of people out there like that. When you and I do power exchange classes, um, you know, it's nothing for us to fill a room of 20, 30, 40 people with other people that view things close enough to the way we do that, um, you know, that we're all talking the same language. Hell, look at Living MS. Living MS is the book we wrote about power exchange relationships. It's flying off the shelf. So mm-hmm. clearly people are interested in this kind of stuff, and there's other people like us out there. Maybe you just, you know, via FetLife or via the podcast or you connect other people that way. But find a way, for me, it, when your issue is, I think, I don't know if I'm a healthy person, is being around other people that live the way you do, that live a power exchange life, and see how they live, not just, you know, when they're at, um, you know, when their slave is kneeling for them, may I get you a drink, mistress, but when they're at home, you know, do they have a healthy life? Are the kids, mm-hmm. you know, well-fed, going to school? Um, is the dog wagging its tail when you show up <laughs> all that stuff that you associate with a healthy life right you know and we were and we found all that kind of stuff we found that other people like us commit to a power exchange relationship they punish their slaves on occasion when they get out of line and they're still a very healthy dynamic couple uh or triad or whatever right. n- numeric right and and one of the things that i have found with this lifestyle and i didn't know it was going to be like this going in but it absolutely became the most healing thing that I've ever done in my life. So mm-hmm. finding the right person to do this with, you know, allowed me to open up and work on my healing path, to work at trusting someone again, to work at being vulnerable. I mean, these are side effects of this. This, this wasn't the goal of it. This was a side effect. And this was another reason that I knew this was the right place to be. So not only was I working on my healing, not only was healing taking place because of the dynamic of this, this relationship, 
you know, but, and we were also growing as people. Oh my God, we've grown so much in this sort of relationship. You know, that's another, another way that I know this is a, a positive and, and for us a healthy mm-hmm. relationship to, to delve into. So, you know, and, and yeah, I'm just, <laughs> sorry, I just had visions of, of what it was like in the pink cloud as well. <laughs> yeah. And, so, and that just leads to a lot of stuff when the pink cloud fades and all that, but that's part two, right. save two. So there's part one, fantasy comes to life. Enjoy the new relationship energy. Enjoy the pink cloud and enjoy the idea that this fantasy can come to reality and um, allow yourself to look at everything and throw away things that are not useful. Oh, absolutely. And be okay with throwing away things that aren't useful. So this is different for everybody. Absolutely. There you go. There you go. All right. So there's part one, typical stages of a DS relationship, issues and stages and stuff. And stuff. And uh, us rambling. Yes, and us rambling. Processing. And part two, uh, as we mentioned, we gave you a little prequel of what part two is going to be like and getting into the reality of it. So you'll hear that on our next episode of uh, whatever our podcast is going to be, be it next Thursday, although we may take Thanksgiving break or whenever. (laughs) Good? I think that's good. Want to have your product, event, charity, or service as the first thing listeners hear about on our podcast? Make a donation to the podcast for a 10-second front bump on our show that reaches listeners around the world. What a bargain! Contact us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Did you know you can buy the highly acclaimed books Living MS and Sex Stories and Power Exchange by Dan and Dawn or support them by buying erotic waking t-shirts, messenger bags, or coffee mugs? All items can be found by simply visiting the shop and support page of the Erotic Awakening website. Any dollar and 20 cents we make from anything sold on the site goes directly back into the continuing educational mission of Erotic Awakening. By the way, that's the last time we'll say that one. Okay. I'm shutting that part off. Okay. Next. Next. Much of the music heard on Erotic Awakening is provided by Pocket Universe for music that's been crafted and designed specifically for scenes that can range from sensual to dynamic BDSM. Visit them at www.pocketuniversemusic.com. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn.